There have also been studies done that mothers of newborns um, tend not to want as much sex. And initially, it was thought that it was because they were so exhausted. But when they explored it further, what they found is that they were getting a lot of the things that they needed from the sexual experience from the babies. Mm-hmm. The touching, the cuddling, the, you know, all the, the little things, not the sexual experience, because sure. obviously they're not having sex with the babies, but all the other aspects that they were getting in the sexual experience. This week, there's a new study that says couples who have sex just once a week experience greater happiness. But there is a twist. It's not the sex that makes them happy. Dr. Karen Sherman explains. Stay tuned. Okay, here's the deal. I love wine. I know a little bit about wine, but I'm not an expert. But you know who is? Our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting. We have been working together for five years now, and I can honestly say that they have delivered to my door some of the best wines I have ever had. We started working with them so that we could deliver to you an ongoing reminder, a treat, to slow down with your spouse and enjoy each other's company and to reconnect. To help facilitate, with each shipment, we provide simple date night ideas, and Touring and Tasting shares background information on the wineries and includes recipes that will pair well with your wines. I should note that many of these wines are typically only available if you actually visit the winery or become a member of that wine club. The customer service from Touring and Tasting is ridiculous. I have a friend who joined and then called me to rave about how enjoyable their customer service experience was. That's unheard of, right? So here's the deal. There are no membership fees. Shipping is free. You can cancel at any time, and these unique award-winning wines come with 100% satisfaction guaranteed, which means they guarantee the wine is delicious or they will replace it free upon request. If you decide the wine you just had was amazing and you want to reorder, you can save up to 70% off of retail. Now here's the closer. If you sign up today, you will receive your first shipment for half price. You can join right now and get your first shipment for a flat fee of $49 plus tax. This is before the half price offer. So your pre-taxed first shipment is less than $25 for two amazing bottles of wine. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Go to hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join today. Gift options are also available Ahem, wedding season around the corner. And again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join in celebrating your marriage. Cheers. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original, the lovely Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. 
Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. And of course, you can find this info and uh, more stuff at our website, hitchedmag.com. Um, so there's a new study out, Karen, that I wanted to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this study um, actually collects some data points from multiple sources. But the, the basic premise of what this new study uh, showed was um, – Couples who had sex at least one time per week had a boost in their happiness. Now, the uh, M. Night Shyamalan twist ending is it wasn't because they were technically having sex, but because of the affection that followed the the sex. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so this one I want to talk about. So we know that there are a lot of chemicals that get rolling, roiling up inside of our body during sex. Um, how much do you think that contributes to those feelings that follow? You know, Steve, it's hard to say. I mean, I think that it is certainly a contributing factor. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think there's a lot more. I think that, the kind of happiness that you're feeling is caused by a number of different factors. And certainly those chemicals are one of them. Um, But, you know, the sense that your partner wants to be with you uh, helps you feel like you matter. The fact that then you feel like you've been connected um, helps you feel more happy. Um, You feel, since you feel that connection, you want to continue feeling that connection. So there's more affection. I'm working with a couple now where there's been a lot of uh, issues and a sense of disconnection. And um, he has been making lots and lots of efforts to try to respond to the kinds of ways that she would feel like she mattered and was saying that he would like more physical connection. Um, And finally that happened And there was a definite difference in the way he felt this week Mm -hmm. because, you know, she made that. And it was not full, you know, (laughs) you know, full intercourse by any means. It was far from it. Mm -hmm. But it was just the sense of having some kind of physical touch and feeling as if, again, his needs were being paid attention to. So, you know, can I give you an amount that the chemicals, um, you know, play into this? I can't. Do I think it has something to do with it? Sure. But I I think that the study uh, does make a very good point that um, there's a lot more that goes into what is making us feel happy with our mates or satisfied in a relationship. And it's not just about the actual sex. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go any further, I, I realize that I completely failed to mention um, what the study that we're talking about. And I will link this in our notes. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, this, this there is an article um, published in the British Psychology Society journal. Um, I think it's a journal. And uh, the studies themselves were published in 
the Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin. And so um, I will link to the article in that uh, British Psychological Society digest. Re- oh, it's a research digest. There you go. So I will yeah. link to that, and, and that has the link to the actual series of studies. Um, I, I'm glad you brought up those points that you brought up about you know trying to quantify exactly how much and stuff. Um, and, and the couple example that you gave – is really good too because we know the power of just physical touch and we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. I have some questions for you about that. Um, but we, we do know that um, we, we have these chemicals that, that, that do get, get going when we're, when we're having intercourse and that kind of physical interaction with somebody else. And since sex stimulates like I keep, I keep talking about like this bonding thing that happens with humans as like a, like we, we unlock this like superhuman ability because it's, we don't have, we can't do certain things physically until we have bonded with another human being. And we are now starting to discover this stuff more and more through um, this biofeedback that we're getting, the neuroscience that we're getting. And so since this sex uh, stimulates this like sort of cheat code that gives us this boost of affection toward one another. You know, can you think of another alternative to to kind of make the same thing happen or something similar to that happen? Because yeah, I think that if we would do a lot of cuddling, touching, um, even doing a lot of praising, verbal praise of each other, uh, being available to each other, I think that that would uh, act in the same positive way. Uh, again, there are, um, in my mind, it is really important to send the signal to your mate of how much they matter and that Mm -hmm. you're letting them know that you are aware of them. Now, certainly when you're having sex, (laughs) um, that message is there. You know, uh, I would presume that most people are not looking at their iPhones or their computers. So it's all about the other person, or at least you would hope it would be all about the (laughs) other person. I will, I'm going to interject really quick. So the study did say that of all the people participating, like four point something percent, so less than 5% reported unaffectionate uh, intercourse. Right, right. Okay. So... And again, you see, that's important. By the way, it's a very readable study for our listeners uh, yeah. to be aware of. It's not one of those very intellectual studies that, oh my God, you know, full of numbers <laughs> and you can't understand what the study is saying. Yeah. Um, but yes, so it, it's what's going on during the activity, which is the affection, the attentiveness, the I care about you, that I think is what you're getting. And so... That can be given to your mate even if there is not the actual sexuality. Okay. So I want to I wanna push that a little bit further. So um, in scenarios where, let's say, you have a spouse who works remotely from you for a certain period of time mm-hmm. or let's say there's uh, just some reason that you're not able to engage in that like physical touch. Mm-hmm. Um, so not just intercourse, but you can't you – can't hug you can't cuddle you can't hold hands you can't do any of that stuff so do you think you can get some of the same kind of um affection through praising and other things that you were just talking about i think you can but i do think the physicality is helpful we know contact comfort is very important Mm -hmm. 
the skin is a major organ. I think that the stimulation of the skin, whether it be hand-holding or cuddling uh, or hugging, is very important. What I'm saying is I think that if for some reason, um, let's say one of the partners is very ill, or let's say that, um, which is really the horror, that mm-hmm. you know we're so busy that we don't have time for sex, you can, in fact, at least have the affection going, and that, I do think, will serve um, to make your partner feel loved, happy, cared about. Okay. Um, now, if partners are having difficulty expressing or feeling affection, because that's really the ultimate reward that we're talking about through this sex, um, if they're having trouble showing or feeling affection toward their spouse, do you think that they can um, jumpstart it by having sex and gain those benefits? Well, okay. So one of the theories that I often use when I'm working with couples who have been disconnected is act as if. Mm -hmm. Because we know for sure that very often um, feelings follow behavior. So if I extend that concept, then I would have to say yes have the sex, even though you're not necessarily feeling it. And there are many people in the field, Michelle Wiener Davis uh, comes to mind initially. There are other people who would say, even if you're not feeling it, go ahead and have the sex because it'll help to connect you. And then eventually the feelings will follow. Now, I also know with the people that I'm working with, and even this couple, um, she was not she just couldn't jump into it. Her feelings were not there. She was not able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I advised her that I felt that she should speak with her husband openly and honestly about being stuck because to me, being able to be vulnerable and, and available through that kind of intimate discussion would also be connecting. Um, so I don't know that you necessarily can do that. And let's not forget that for many people, the feeling cared about during sex and the affectionate part, even as cited in the study, is what really matters. Mm -hmm. So if the sex is being done in a robotic kind of way to just have sex, that may not work. So I'm going to give you my typical answer. It depends, you know. I think for some people it might work, and I think for some people it could end up backfiring. Okay. Because, uh, you know, there's a term that a lot of people like to throw around this whole act as if uh, when it comes to sex, they call it like maintenance sex where you you schedule it, you do Mm -hmm. it because, you know, um, even if there's a couple reasons for it. One, it gets rid of some of the excuses because you've literally made it part of your schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, You've prioritized it. And so even if you're not feeling like particularly sexy or romantic or even necessarily in the mood – you're doing it almost like almost like exercise where, mm-hmm. God, I don't feel like running today or I don't feel like lifting weights or going to yoga, but I know I'm going to benefit by going through these motions. And so a lot of people do that same thing with sex. And and like I said, uh, it, it stirs up some chemicals. And, you know, yes, you might not feel particularly in tune with your spouse at that moment, but right. presumably you still like them. Right, right. And the other thing is, quite honestly, that for some people, if you let it go a week, a month, two months, you know, so 
it, it may be better to just, you know, have it on your calendar yeah. and make it part of your routine. And some people who haven't listened to some of our podcasts before might say, ah, but you'll remember that I told yeah. you that I once heard somebody who said, when you're not married, you're scheduling sex because you know, okay, so when I get together with this person on the weekend, you know, we're not living together yet. We're going to have sex. So that's scheduled sex. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it kind of takes the taboo out of it, right? Right. So, right. Um, you know, This study, interestingly, sex seemed to be the catalyst for happiness, but only because it promoted that affection that we've been talking about. Right. Uh, But one of the things that was mentioned was that that affectionate boost uh, lasted just, you know, plus or minus 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, this kind of gets back to, you know, you had a good time and the chemicals that are going through your body and then they kind of wear off. Um. Are, do you have any tips of stretching that 24-hour time frame so that you don't feel like you have to become rabbits? <laughs> um, okay, so you have to remind me. Did the study say that they felt that it was the chemicals that got boosted in your body that made it last for 24 hours? Because that, that's not my memory of no, it. No, they didn't identify that specifically. Okay, um, so so – I don't know that it's necessarily because there's a chemical boost for 24 hours. I'm going to go back to, again, that, you know, in the crazy world and stressed out world we live in, we sort of stopped all of that, paid attention to each other, really gave to each other. And that feels really good. You know, you get like a, you know, a residual for a while. So the way to stretch it out is to keep doing that, you know, some affectionate actions or keep up the verbal phrase, or maybe a day later talk about, you know, I just loved so much that we, you know, cuddled with each other, almost like a vacation, mm-hmm. that after you've had a vacation, you talk about it for a while afterwards, and that way it stretches your vacation out for a while. Yeah, no, it's interesting. So one of the things that they talked about was couples reported more positive emotions the following morning, right? Um, and then they also caught up with couples six months uh after they had conducted the study and um, the, the couples who were having sex uh, reported being happier six months later, to your point, um, it, like that vacation analogy that, it, you know, you, you have a vacation over the summer and it kind of carries you for, for quite a while. So right. the right. same thing. Um, now, one of the things that uh, we were bound to get to here is uh, that cuddling after sex was specifically mentioned as a positive byproduct yes. and how important cuddling was. Uh, can you tell us a bit about the power of regular touch? Again, as I, as I started to mention before, we know from very significant studies years ago the importance of contact comfort. And now I'm going to jump in on the thing that you always say to me, is there anything else you can share with us? But I'll, I'll tell it to you now. There have also been studies done that mothers of newborns, um, tend not to want as much sex. And initially it was thought that it was because they were so exhausted. But when they explored it further, what they found is that they were getting a lot of the things that they needed from the sexual experience from the babies. Mm -hmm. 
the touching, the cuddling, the, you know, all the, the little things, not the sexual experience, because sure. obviously they're not having sex with the babies, but all the other aspects that they were getting in the sexual experience, the kinds of things we're talking about in this study. Yeah. So what they're saying is that's the significant part. Okay. So in the same way, they're sort of coming to the same conclusion, but via a different type of study. Um, but they are, you know, the bottom line is the same thing, that that's what's significant. And so, um, again, you know, though sex is, is certainly fun and a lot of it is chemically driven, it is absolutely significant, and you can't go around having sex 24-7 for lots of different reasons, but what you can do frequently is be hugging, holding hands, putting your arm around each other, um, you know, doing various little gestures, much of which is totally appropriate in public, mm-hmm. um, and keeping those good feelings going. Yeah. And, and you have on, uh, multiple occasions on the podcast discussed how you can kind of bake in some hugging into your daily, uh, yes. routine, uh, a hug when you, uh, when you wake up, when you wake up a hug, when you're separating for the day, right. a hug, when you return home or re reconnect during the, at the end of the day. And then another hug, uh, when you're about to go to sleep. Correct. I'm so proud of you, Steve. You've been <laughs> listening and remembering. I can be taught. <laughs> uh, this old dog's got some new tricks. Um, so, yeah. So uh, I think uh, overall we kind of touched on all the things I wanted to talk about on this uh, study. But basically um, the thing that I continue to drive home about marriage and relationships, which I think is just so important, is you have to prioritize it because you brought it up earlier about how one of the big excuses that couples have is that they don't have enough time. Right. Um, And the other thing I know is that uh, couples will also say that they're too tired or too exhausted. Mm -hmm. Um, Somehow through that exhaustion, uh, you will find people, um, you know, helping with kids projects or making lunches or making dinner or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like they always seem to find a way to execute on other things that I would argue are almost always not as important. <laughs> okay. As, but, 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 but let me stop you. Let me cut in here for a second. Yeah. So your kid is, you're helping your kid on a project. Mm-hmm. So what would be, what would really take so much time to, as the other mate is not helping, walk past the mate who's helping their kid on the project, put their arm on the shoulder of the mate and just say, you know, you two are doing a great job. But meanwhile, the hand has gone on the shoulder. Yeah. Okay. That counts. Yeah. Or... as one, wait, wait, I'm not done. Yep. Here's my, here are my extras. Yep. Or as one mate is cooking, the other one goes over and gives a hug from the back or gives a kiss on the neck. So, you know, in the past, we've spoken often about prioritizing, taking 15 mm-hmm. minutes, making it about you. I'm going to give people 
a, a break for a minute. I'm going to, I'm going to cut them some slack. Even if you say to me, you don't have that 15 minutes, I'm now giving you ways to show affection, to show your mate that they matter to you. That's not even going to take you more than 30 seconds, but which will be connecting, which will really make the same kinds of statements. And there's no excuse for it other than you're totally not aware or mindful. Yeah. Mindful. That's the key right there, right? Like, I I guess that's the biggest thing. So when I say prioritizing, um, I also mean, and and I do think they're different, but it it is being mindful because you're right. Um, If you're mindful of it, you can multitask to your point. You can give the hug while they're working on the project or when they're working on the project and you know that they're going to be too tired to do anything else afterward, you can maybe pick up their slack on something else that they have to get done or whatever, right? Like you can, when you are prioritizing it, you can, you get into that mindset to make those adjustments. And when you're mindful of the importance of these things that we're talking about, of the importance of touch and the importance of expressing affection and showing affection, um, you then start finding ways to do it, even in our busy lives, even when we're exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter how exhausted you can sit down on the couch at the end of the day, instead of being completely separate on the sides of the couch or chairs or whatever, Yes, just sit next to each other, you yes. know, put, put your arm around the other person or hold hands on the couch. That touch yes. counts too. Yes, so absolutely. It's, mm-hmm. it, it is. It's that, it's that mindfulness. I think that's more of the key here um, that, you know, there are going to be other things that need to take precedent. You know, you are going to have to do certain things in life that, you know, if, if we could all just do what we wanted to do, you know, we wouldn't have very, a, a lot of production happening around us, but being mindful that these things are important and understanding that these things will benefit your marriage, I think it, it will go a long way. So yes, mm-hmm. I'm glad you really added those points and clarified that stuff. Okay. Um, well, this was, this was great, Karen. Um, you've already given me the, uh, one more thing. So, uh, I think, I think we can wrap it up. So thank you so much. Thank you. And before we go, I want to remind everyone that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can uh, buy those books at her website, drkarensherman.com. We have those books uh, on our website and our bookstore, hitchedmag.com, as well as all the past podcasts um, and uh, tons of articles, thousands of articles that you can check out and peruse at your leisure. So one last time, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you so much, Steve. All right, that's going to do it. Take care, everybody.